The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We will be called agitators, troublemakers, revolutionaries. All these things Christ was called the same. Our Lady has come to change the world to a world that doesn't want to change. If somebody doesn't want to change and you live change, you think you're going to stay out of trouble? You think you're going to bring a peace to everybody 100% for those who don't want to be convicted? No, you'll be seen as a troublemaker. You'll be seen that everywhere you go causes division. Because there's hardly any places that Jesus went and he spoke to the crowds where they didn't divide. And often they came to hear him united, but they left divided. It was Jesus himself who says, My peace is not man's peace. My peace is as a sword. I come to divide. And so it is truth is in trouble today in the world. 
and truth divides. And he comes to make us make a decision for truth or untruth. You can't stay a little bit here and a little bit on the other side anymore. The middle ground, as we've been writing for years, has dried up. And so when you present truth to people who don't want truth, or they're convicted by it, they come after you. They don't like what you do because you're pricking their conscience and they have to make a decision when they don't want to be so much against religion, so much for religion. They just want to do things and not call it sin anymore. And so we have a crisis. Actually, we have the greatest heresy ever existed in the church in history of Christianity today. And that is rationalization. The great heresy of rationalization because there's no sin anymore. It's only something that we might need to think about, to reason out, that certain circumstances allow it. And so it is we have, even in the church, there's a call for letting people who get a divorce go to communion. And then once they're remarried, do we have to revisit this? And maybe the church has been too strong. You can't change what the church teaches because it's biblical and it's Jesus Christ who taught it. You can't change truth no matter what you do, how you change it. I know there's a new booklet coming out by Ignatius Press that's going to counter this thought. Some of the thoughts and the writings in this book, the counter is written by cardinals or some of their writings, which is against another cardinal who says it's okay. We need to look at this in marriage. So we have this division, even in the church, because we have truth and untruth in the church, membership, all the way in the hierarchy. Kind of scary if you're sitting in the pews. But yet the pew and those who are next to you are the same way. So our lady comes to us to divide. And even in neighborhoods, there's division. The amalgamation of truth and untruth together is under the light of the Spirit of God and you have to go one way toward untruth or toward truth. The name of this article is What Happened After This Family Put Statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary on Their Lawn Could Spark a Legal Battle. A Florida family is locked in an intense battle with the Homeowners Association over the demand that religious statues of Jesus and the Virgin Mary be removed from their lawn. Enoch and Ines Berlucci claim that the Shingle Creek Reserve on the Oaks Homeowners Association, Incorporated threatened legal action if the family refused to remove the two-foot statues, which were recently rejected by the governing body for not being harmonious with the surrounding properties. In a letter sent to the family by Martel and Ozem, PA, a law, law firm retained by the association, Enoch and Ines Berlucci were told that they were in violation of the community's covenants and restrictions. The demand was made clear. Remove your unapproved statues from the front of your home. Accordingly, demand is hereby made for you to immediately remove your unapproved statues from the front of your home, read the letter dated July 30th, 2014. Your failure to do so within seven days of this letter will result in legal actions. 
It should be noted that the family apparently first put the statues up without getting the association's permission. But when the couple learned that they had violated the rules, they reportedly filed the proper paperwork, but the statues were subsequently rejected. Please provide the association in writing the stated religion, the religious significance of the statues, and why these statues cannot be relocated to a different location on the lot or enclosed behind a fence out of the street's view, the letter continued. Rather than comply with these demands, the Berlucci family reached out to the Liberty Council, a conservative legal firm, to seek representation and assistance. In a letter addressed to attorneys for the association, Liberty Council defended the family and questioned whether the rejection of the lawn statues might be rooted in religious discrimination. The text also addressed the conservatives law firm's belief that law or ornaments on other properties in the neighborhood, which are reportedly not religious in nature, could not possibly have been formally approved by the association before being put on display. Even if the decorations in the attached photos were formally approved, the fact that they were approved and the statues of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Virgin Mary were not, especially after Mr. Bellucci's submission of formal application in order to cure any alleged violation, is highly suggestive of religious discrimination or of simply unreasonable behavior on the part of the ARC, read a letter from the Liberty Council. In a press release address, addressing the matter, Liberty Council cited a different property that has 13 potential violations of the Homeowners Association rules on yard ornaments to note the purported irony of the opposition of the two religious statues on display by the Berlucci family. Why all of these ornaments are approved, but Mr. and Mrs. Berlucci's statues were denied is clearly a matter of viewpoint discrimination, Liberty Council Chairman Matt Staver said in a statement. Staver and his organization are demanding that the Homeowners Association allow the statues and rescind the demands that the family remove them. If the association refuses, the Berlucci's might proceed with legal action. Our Lady said, December 25th, 2002. This is a time of great graces, but also a time of great trials for those who desire to follow the way of peace. They didn't put that up to agitate somebody. They didn't put these little bitty 24-inch statues. It's got pictures. They're so small. It's what you typically see in people's yards all over the place. They did this as a devotion. But see, if you're in untruth, this causes agitation. While you have some Buddha hanging from a tree on a string or something else in the neighborhood, doesn't bother anybody. Jesus Christ is a stumbling block. So we got to erase his name. We got to wipe it out so that everybody can be happy because Buddha's not going to tell you not to do certain things. Jesus will by his life. The January 2nd, 2014 message of Relay says, You cannot help for my son to be born in and to reign in the hearts of those who do not know him if he does not reign, if he is not king in your own heart. That's the problem. The essence of the problem for these people who come up and want to file lawsuits, 
these homeowner associations, which are turning into Gestapo's, this is happening all over the place, whether it be the American flag or that. The American flag represents virtue, Christian virtue. The meaning of the American flag is incredible when you read what everything means about it and why they design it the way they design it, what it's come to mean. It's Christian. So the flag is hated like no other flag in the world. It's burned like no other flag in the world. Not because of this high flag, but because it represents something of Christ. I won't go into his meaning, but it's profound when you read it. And so the problem is not those who are agitated by it, as far as them having the power over us right now. Because either way, whether they have the power over us or we have power over them, depends on if Jesus is in our heart. You cannot help for my son to be born in and to reign in the hearts of those who do not know him, if he does not reign, if he is not the king in your heart, there's got to be a correlation of our, of our life with who we are as a Christian publicly, privately. If we don't have that, we don't have convicting power. We don't have the, the essence that's necessary to go in and when people are agitated, to overwhelm them. And that's why we're losing every single battle. And that's why these people, these homeowner associations, and a hold of others that stand up and can stop prayer for a whole place or a whole company or a whole high school can do what they do. We just had American flags for September 11th stripped off the pickup trucks of high schoolers who went to the school on 9-11 representing our nation and in honor of what happened on that day. And the superintendent takes them all down. Because that's against school policy. Why? Because it may offend somebody. No, it's Christ. Study the flag. Study this nation. It's Christ is why they hate that. And while they may profess themselves as a Christian, who even the superintendent might do that, because Jesus doesn't reign in his heart, he doesn't recognize what that flag means. And the people who died for a country who has done more to propagate the gospel, the biblical gospel, all across the world than any other nation in the history of the world is charity. Or you can list up a whole diatribe of things that's wrong about this nation, but how can we always hear that? Why don't we hear the virtue of what this nation has caused and what's propagated through it? And so we have that happening, flags being stripped. We have an army officer just in the last past week or so who walks his daughter in school wearing a uniform and said this is against school policy. Security guard stops him. You can't come in here like that. You got to go home and change and take those clothes off. He's told this. Is it that? Or is it that America represents something of a Christian nation that's hated? Christ promised persecution. And if you follow him, if he's in your heart, you will be persecuted. This is the way it works. And so we have all these things, all these trials coming to us. All which way? Abraham was asked to go slay his son, Isaac. And Isaac went up to do that because he wanted to be obedient to God. And when he got ready to do it, the angel stopped him and provided another sacrifice. 
But you know what Abraham had in his heart? He already had been told by God that through Isaac, his son, and Isaac became Israel, and the 12 tribes came from Isaac, that through his son, all the descendants would find blessings on the earth, that all the communities would find blessings to him. Do you think Isaac, I mean, rather, Abraham knew that if he even was going to slay his son, that God was going to bring him back to life, he'd already been promised that through him, his son, this would take place. He went up there with the thought, okay, God's going to resurrect him, or God's going to do something. But he had to be obedient. We don't know what God asked us, but one thing we do know is that he's asking us, as a representative of God's t- and her time right now, draws back to reform all the world, to slay things. As apostles, what do you need to slay in your own life? How far would God make you go? All the way through? we got to realize God grows us through refinement. This is what I'm saying. This is a time of great graces, but also a time of great trials for all those who desire to follow the way of peace. These people in this neighborhood are doing something so simple, something so basic, devotion for themselves. This is my house. This is my home. This is my place. And I don't have the ability to have what you can go through to any street in New York and see hundreds of statues of the Blessed Virgin Mary. If these little Gestapo or home associations are able to have the power to stop this now, the first place we look is we're not walking the walk. And we haven't slayed those things in our life that God's called us to do. It's amazing. I was just talking to a friend, priest of mine, and he was just saying how many people don't live the messages. They follow her, they love her, they do all this stuff, but they're not fasting, they're not praying, they're not doing everything they're supposed to be doing. He compared it to our community, it is. We're sinners. That's all we claim to be. But one thing we want to do is we want to live what our Lady tells us, tells us to live. And we will slay whatever she asks us to slay. And people have something so wicked, a dragon so horrible, that they can't get the sword out and slay the television. They've got it piping things into the house that that is in um, Malachi that says, Put, set nothing to defile before your eyes. What's so hard about that? We think, well, you know, we, we can't be we can't be overzealous. You know what meekness is? Meekness is strength that's under control. Jesus was full of strength. He wasn't weak. He knew his power. We knew he could extort miracles faster than some of our military machine guns can do. Simultaneously, he had all the power that, that nothing can compare to it, and yet he was meek because he, step, he lived under a strength of, of self-control without using that power. And that's where Ali wants us to be. She wants us to be strong. She said, I'll give you might. You need this might. I want you to have this might. So therefore, I'll give you this might. She says might like four times in one message. She wants you to have might. And yet meek at the same time, that you keep it under control. And so God grows us through these trials, through these difficulties, through define, refinement. Just like Isaac went and slayed and what he was willing to do. He knew in his heart after that, he would give God everything. And he thought he actually was going to have to kill Isaac. Yet he had the promise, even if he killed him, that through Isaac, 
all the descendants of Isaac will bless the earth. All the communities made up of the descendants will be blessed. And so our ladies come into the world to tell us we are the people that's being gathered as apostles defined as a blessing to those who don't believe, those who don't have God reigning in their heart. And they won't have it if we don't. If you're not ready to slay the dragons in your life, if you're not ready to change, the world won't. Frank? Yeah, it's very interesting to me that uh, the American flag is hated like the, the Sacred Heart of the Immaculate Heart. And this is... Uh, very clear in Our Lady's messages, what she's showing us here when um, she collaborates in so many ways with with the writings to when um, they fired the first shot was being written and Our Lady says to, to pray for the healing of ourselves and the healing of this nation. It's very clear to me when um, Our Lady's desire was for the cross to be built in Alabama for this nation and to reconcile ourselves, reconcile this nation back to God. It's very interesting that the American flag is hated because it stands for liberty and justice for all. And as the Bible says, what Satan has intended for our destruction, God will use for his greater glory. And so the reading spoke to me in in a profound way, uh, Sunday's readings, about how God's thoughts are so far above our thoughts and God's ways are so far above our ways and how we're so blind to things of truth. We have a dollar with no basis. We have things denominated in dollars. And we look at things in terms of dollars, even though the dollar has no basis, and it has no truth. It reminds me of Revelations that says, the one who was and who is not, this is the kingdom of I am not. It, it, is, it, it doesn't have a basis, and so... We look at silver in terms of the dollar, and I say this because silver stands for freedom. You could go all the way back to ancient Rome and and Caesar Augustus, and they had a bimetal system for a couple hundred years, and the denarius was 95% silver, and they had a gold metal system, and Rome thrived until greedy emperors and overspending governments debased and debased and debased this until... Finally, God says enough, and he frees his people. His people turn back to the commandments. They turn back to God, and God judges that nation. And this is where we are. And those that are, that are following Our Lady and following Our Lady's message have to see that this system is, is corrupt. It's coming down. You can't look at silver in terms of dollars as if, if there's any reality to that. Uh, the Dow to silver ratios went to about a thousand to one. Um, silver, in terms of everything that's real, it's is being manipulated. And so, the other reading that that spoke very clearly to me, and my Bible says in in Matthew two that the laborers were giving a, given a denarius. They were they were promised a denarius for their day's work, and some came in the morning, and some came in the mid-morning, and some came in the midday, and some came in the afternoon. And those that came in the 11th hour were also given a denarius, a tenth of an ounce. This was the the wage for a laborer for thousands of years, and we're all the 11th hour worker. 
and some people, because their timing wasn't perfect, Silver's had a range from now, we made a new low on the 17s. When, um, when did that happen, the 17s? That happened two days ago. And um, and just, I've never seen it. I've never seen it sold or sold. So this is an opportunity um, for freedom. And I, and I want to say it doesn't matter where you've gotten in since the book was released. A tenth of an ounce at the most was $5. If you got in at the very highest, it's still an hour of minimum wage. We're still the 11th hour worker. We're still getting a day's wage for less than an hour of minimum wage. Now it happens to be about $2 worth of silver, a tenth of an ounce. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it provides an opportunity for freedom. But the, free, the freedom comes from the fact that we know the system's under judgment. It's going to come down. And while we're talking about several courses, the Maracas Majority Round, a one-ounce piece, which is to safeguard what you have instead of holding it in cash, hold it in that, but to get you to your barns, your lands, your means of living, get away from the system as quick as you can. And so Frank's talking about that with Global Silver because we know when we can't put statues in our yard, what's next? And so we know the Antichrist is going to, you're going to be neither buying or sell. And if you're growing your own food, you don't have to buy anything. Not that you can be totally independent. You can't. No family can have your cow, have your pork, have your beef, have your chickens. You can't do it by yourself. So that forces people in the community just like long ago. The, the, Christian, the Christians formed in a community and separated. To be holy means to be separate. This whole mentality like, well, we got to be out there among the populace and we got to be out there and everybody else is living like everybody. No, you got to separate to be holy. You got to have an environment that supports your Walk with holiness, and through that walk of holiness, you can grow yourself. If you think you're going to make it independent of that, independent of community, it's not so. It can't be. So that's why people who go through conversion to Medjugorje seek other Medjugorje people, seek to be around the same kind of people. And we see this repeatedly. And so the whole thing is nothing about silver, nothing about money. And the end is about getting in the community. And this is what Abraham, all the communities of the earth, will be blessed by you and by Isaac, who became Israel. God changed his name Israel. He gave birth to the 12 tribes of Israel. And we all come forth from that. And through that means, we now are being called by Our Lady, who has 12 stars about our head, the 12 tribes, the 12 apostles, a profound thing when you think about it, that we in turn will have the future. It's in our hands. Those who follow Our Lady those who do what she says, everything in the future is in our scope. We are the leaders of it. We are the ones to guide others to it. If they don't want, so be it. Let it be so. And so Frank's talking about silver in the sense that we've advocated to get away from cash because it's, it's worthless. And we, we minted a, a round, a one-ounce piece, called the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round for the purpose of safeguarding what you can do immediately. And that's what Frank does. I set him up as a ministry. We didn't want to be in the silver business here, so we put Frank in it. He's not really in silver business because all you're doing is exchanging your cash that's worth this. It's just paper for something that has intrinsic value. Silver has value because God ordained it to have value, just like gold has value. You don't throw away silver. 
one day you'll be throwing away the dollar because it's worthless. It's just paper. It doesn't have any value to it at all, except people still have faith it does. And they still use it as a means of exchange. But when things crash and it's gone, the only means of exchange that you're going to have is what God made intrinsically valuable, which is higher than, than metals is a cow or a chicken or a sheep or wool from the sheep. Those things have intrinsic value because you could take the wool, cart it, form it into a sweater, and keep you warm. That's valuable when everything goes down. And so you need to move toward that system. You need to move away from the system that we know is under judgment. It's not going to last. You're not going to get the Republicans at the next election cycle. You're not going to have the next president, if he's a president, and do anything because we have what our lady said when she mitigated one of the secrets after Mariano and a bunch of people prayed about it, that you cannot escape the admonitions that's coming because of man's sin. We will pay for what we've done. And I'm not about the reprobates. I'm talking about the Christian reprobates, the pagan Christians, us in the pews. We have birthed the society through lack of conviction with our life because Jesus did not reign in our hearts and we're silent and we're scared and we're profess his name in public. Frank? Yeah, there's there's also another very, very big part to this, and that's that, that God created a monetary system, and, and throughout history, it's the only one that's been successful, and that's a, bi- a, a bimetal system. Anywhere that that's been, that God's system has been used, um, the, the nation, to some degree, would thrive. And so uh, somebody that I think has done a lot of good work out there in the in uh, in this arena, in this silver and gold uh, study, and, and mostly silver, is Chris Wayne, And he says a ton of silver would have saved the Roman Empire. Do you understand that? One, ton, ton, of, one ton? One ton of silver could have saved the Roman Empire. You know, so, you know I'll, I'll, uh, keep your thought. We, we, we live in such darkness. I don't mean, I mean to interrupt, but we live in such darkness that you don't understand that the price isn't real. You didn't get a bad deal because you bought $50 silver. You're not in. You're not in trouble because sufficient for the day is its own evil, and, and you're and we're worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. It is. We're living in in an utter fantasy, and the world's in darkness, and and the spirit of the world hates truth. Like they hate these statues, and they hate the American flag. But we we have to return to a biometal system, and so Our Lady is doing a lot more by putting her image in in. I've been, I've been around you and this work, the Caritas, for too long to know that this hasn't come from Our Lady. I've seen too many things. And she says caring twice in this message. So there, there's a lot more to it. And I'd, I'd hate to hear see somebody found this program. Maybe their spouse talked them into getting into something. They think their spouse was wrong, and they get it to a degree, and, and they're upset because in dollars it's down. There, there's no truth to any of that. You have a system that's corrupt, that has no basis, that 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 you can't understand what the true value of it is, into what people are going to go go into. Well, we still we still stand behind Frank. We still stand behind that the silver. If you took your four hundred one k, put in silver, you bought high, and now it's low. Your four hundred one k is going to disappear. It's vapor. Yeah, if you got it, you went and bought a car and you spent it, you're doing that, that's right. But if you're going to wait on it, that's that's all considered, even Obama's considered that public funds. So 
if you're going to continue to hold on that and you go down, you lose everything. Silver, you can't lose everything. No matter what the worth is, going to be able to have something. But that goal is not to keep it in the silver. It's to get it toward land and to a system that you can feed yourself. And the other, other point I want to make a minute ago when, when you were talking is, is Babylon, I think it's Babylon, lasted 600 years because they're on a gold standard. And in other words, they could not expand their economy beyond the amount of gold that they had which it always worked. And eventually when the Roman Empire started falling, they started adding from their silver pieces down from 90%, adding other metals into that, down to 77%, because they wanted to expand their economy, which works temporarily through inflation and allows people to buy more, but it's not real. And we're so far beyond that. It's only miraculous that we haven't fallen. And it's only from God that he holds us up because the door of the ark has not been shut yet. And he's allowing us to really look at these things and get in a position that we can carry on forth with the culture that's going to be in the future. And that's the culture of love, a kingdom of love that lady calls to bring about her son who will reign in the people that will guide the culture where is future. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, and that's exactly right. Um, you can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us online at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And again, our number is 877-936-7686. And all of this that a friend of Medjugorje has covered in the broadcast today, uh, again, goes back to the the initial, for those of you that may be listening to Medjugorje for the very first time, this goes back to the very initial reason why this program even exists, is to get you uh, to where the messages become a physical part of your life. Uh, and a friend of Medjugorje said for many, many years that there's many people who, uh, they, they get involved with Medjugorje, they increase their prayers, uh, they pray fast, go to Mass, and do all the things that are that are an increase of prayer. Uh, but nothing physical changes in their life. And uh, Our Lady is here to point us to something that's definitely more than just uh, a spiritual change that's happening. There's going to be physical changes. You've heard a friend of Medjugorje say that over and over and over again. There's going to be physical changes that will happen in the world that are going to dictate uh, how we live in the future. And so Our Lady's raising up apostles, and uh, those are the people who are accepting Our Lady, accepting her call to deliver messages and physically change their life, our Lady is raising up these apostles who will be the leaders uh, in the present time and in the time that is to come. And so a friend of Medjugorje just recently, just yesterday, released a new writing that was the writing that uh, had been uh, 20 days in the making. And uh, it's called Bishops in Prudent Prudence. And again, this is specifically referencing or specifically speaking about Our Lady's apostles, their role right now in the present time and in the future. And it's an important writing. There's thousands already across the world who are already reading this and spreading it to others. And this is an important writing that you need to go to medj.com. You need to download this. It is available as a PDF download. Uh, email this to all of your friends. Uh, send send this to everyone that you possibly know. Uh, people involved in Medjugorje, people not involved in Medjugorje, your priests, your bishops, everyone. Uh, because this is a vital, vital epistle for deciding the direction of the future. And so what happens in your life and the peace that you could have in your future will be directly related to your response to our latest call. That's what this writing is about. Again, it's called Bishops in Prudent Prudence, and it is available. It's a Medjugorje headline on Medjugorje.com or Medj.com, M-E-J.com, and uh, you can download it again in PDF format 
And again, send this to everyone you know. Frank, you got one quick comment? We're out of time. I do. Um, right now, silver is below the cost of uh, mining. And so those that are primary silver mines, and they account for almost a third of the mine supply, um, are not profitable here. And so uh, they, they can't bankrupt uh, you know, the, these mines, and then that supply doesn't come to the market. So this is not real. It's completely unsustainable. And, and take advantage of this because it costs money to get silver out of the ground. It just doesn't, it's not laying there on the surface like seashells. And, uh, and $18 has nothing to do with fair value when a tenth of the an ounce was a man's wage for the day when it's used for what God created it for. That's what we're here for. And, uh, we're happy to help you. So, so call us. A lady tells us, follow me without fear. What is there to fear? Why would she say such a thing? The things we just talked about is what she's trying to get us to avoid so we won't be in fear. Christ and his profession through our witness is the future. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the September 25th, 2014 Radio Wave Medjinomics show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go online to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also get a copy of this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the United States at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Ask for the September 25th, 2014 Megenomic Show. Thank you for listening.